excited you're here. Tell everybody who you are. I am Becky Savari, or Becky Lee is my pen name, and <laughs> I, um, gosh, I started with you two, three, four years ago. I can't even remember. I'm like, and... I said, like was it a million years ago? I no, think I it was. Long, I haven't had the mastermind that long. She's like, it was at least five years ago. It was I'm at like, least. No, yeah. We haven't had the program that long. <laughs> It, it feels like it about felt two like, years, right? In a good way, it felt like it. So, you did Empire though, which was like my. I did Empire twice, and Empire. yeah, that's a lot of coaching with me. It was, was a lot of coaching, and I cannot even tell you how far ahead I feel like I have been in this. Oh, really? In this journey, we got to tell everybody journey. the whole story. We got to tell everybody the whole story. Okay. 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 So okay. Becky came in the mastermind. <clears throat> Two slash five years ago, we're unsure. <laughs> Somewhere in there. <laughs> a while ago. Um, tell, tell everybody what you were doing like at that time. I had a blog and I was all about books and Harry Potter. <laughs> and I'm still all about books and Harry Potter. But, um, Harry Potter is awfully hard to make money on if you're not JK Rowling. So that was... <laughs> you did very well with it. <laughs> <laughs> does very well with it. And since my name isn't JK Rowling, it was a poor choice of things to go after. So but you don't know when you're starting online, right? So I think this yeah. happens to a lot of people. We're just like, well, I like sheep. So I'm going to start a business <laughs> well, that's, yeah. like this. And like, there's so much you don't know that I think for a lot of us, our first businesses are really just learning like, well, how do you market something? And what mm -hmm. do people want to buy? And like, how do I what do you enjoy doing? Yeah. There's so many, so much you don't know. And people, one of the mistakes I see a lot of people make is they try to figure out exactly what they're going to talk about and what they're going to sell. And they want it all figured out ahead of time. And I'm like, oh, you have no idea how much stuff you're missing. <laughs> I, you it's just... a, I remember this was even before, I think we were at the same conference out in um, Portland, Oregon. And this was probably five years ago. Oh, I wasn't at um, that one. Okay. I thought you were I at that I don't know one. which one you're talking about though, it, but I didn't get to go. I was supposed okay. to go and then I didn't. Because it was right in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, um, so I went out there and I'm sitting next to this young woman at a table and we we're talking about avatars. And she knew like exactly who her person was. And I was so impressed. Like, wow, how do you, you know, how do you know that? And, you know, how far along are you in your like, I'm just writing about Harry Potter. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, she hadn't even launched a blog or anything yet. She didn't even have a business. And yeah. so I'm like, oh, so it's all theoretical. That was like an eye-opening thing. Like you really have to do it to know. Yeah. You really have to do it to know. I think that's like, yeah. Right. So a lot of people are like, well, I want, I don't want to waste time. I want to figure it all out. And I'm like, the only way you're going to figure it out is to be willing to waste time. Cause you, the yeah. chances of you nailing it out the gate of like, I'm going to sell, I'm going to market to this person and solve this problem. And this is exactly, exactly and like following it all the way through is like the chances yeah. of it happening, I think are so minuscule. So um, you had the, yeah. the blog and we had Harry Potter so then I started a book club and um, that I actually still have. And it's been going for, this is the third year of it. And that I love, it's small, but I love it. And they, it's, it's kind of a passion project probably. And again, unless I wanna market the heck out of it, 
it's not going to be my big income. And okay. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But at the moment, I'm enjoying it early. So I'm keeping it as is. Not every business decision has to be like maximizing revenue all the time. Right. And this is what I was telling them. We were talking about this in the mastermind the other day. And it's like, in my business too now, like we just don't make decisions a hundred percent on the bottom line, a hundred percent of the time. It's right. just like, there's other things I want to do. It's like, yeah, I want to make money. I want the business to be profitable. Right. I'm very unapologetic about that, but well, I don't yeah. necessarily mean that every decision I make is just about a hundred percent maximizing revenue. It's like, um, sometimes I just want to do things for the community. Or I want to do things because they're fun. Yeah. I want to do something because I want to. And like, and I it was, because of the book club, I talk, I have talked to so many authors. So in the past, you know, two and a half years, I've talked to probably over a hundred authors between the book club and my podcast. Wow. And wow, wow, wow. So for the, yeah. so just so you guys know, like Becky's book club is awesome. Cause she brings, do you still do this? You like bring the actual mm -hmm. authors in. I do. And so they read the book and then they get to have a zoom with the person that wrote the book, which yeah. I think is so cool. Yeah. And it's, so it's, awesome. A lot of fun. Every month we go to a different destination. And so we pick books that are set in that destination and then talk to the author, you know, why they choose the destination, how, you know, what's the research like and, and all of that. So it's a lot of fun. Um, so then you but starting the book club, you're like talking to all these authors and you're like, I want to write a book or like what happened? Well, like it's funny because I mean, it really didn't, I, I really wasn't thinking like that. And I, I was thinking like, holy crap, all these people come from so many different places, you know, some actually have like an MFA, but most don't. And some of them are teachers, some of them, you know, are lawyers, some of them are nurses. I mean, they come from all walks of life really and they've cool decided though. to write a book. And it really impressed upon me. Like, it really doesn't matter what your path is. You can still do it. Yeah, you just decide like I'm gonna write a book, and then you mm -hmm. write. You get you can write one. Well, and and I still hadn't, but then all of a sudden one night at like three in the morning, because that's apparently the only time my mind is open to thoughts. Mine is in the shower and driving my car. <laughs> it's whenever I don't have like the means to write down. That's when it's a really good time for God to talk to. Me. <laughs> so it's the only like time I'm quiet. Down, apparently, the whole plot like kind of came downloaded. It did, and I. I'm like, oh, what the heck am I supposed to do with this? You know? And so I called a friend of mine who's an author and I'm like, so I got this idea. Is it even a good one? She's like, I'd read it. And I'm like, so what do I do? And she said, well, just write it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to write because just put it down. Whatever you're thinking, just put it down. And so that's what I did. And um, it was crappy. <laughs> I, it took a lot of editing, but. Um, we got there. So yeah, that's so, so was, awesome. It was Thanks a for... curious path to get there, but that seems to be the way it is for a lot of authors. So, and so it's live now, right? On it Amazon. is live now. Yeah. You guys it can is. put like, I went, cause you can get it on Kindle unlimited. So I got it. And then I left you a review. And so oh, everybody needs to go on Amazon and leave Becky a review for her book, please. Do reviews that. make a huge difference yeah I don't ask for that many favors I feel like of the community. okay you guys all owe me <laughs> I'm just joking I'm just joking no but but go leave her a review because it won't cost anything it'll be like your good deed of the day 
and you don't have to put a whole lot all you have to do is say i liked it or yeah you know, i just put like book. oh it was a fun it was a fun read because i left a review and i hadn't read it yet but i was like i wanted to leave you a review because i knew it would help you out and i knew i was going to tell everybody else to leave a review so so you guys go on amazon and leave a review for her book please as a favor to me i would appreciate you Thank well and you. it's um it's funny because amazon i mean this book i my launch of it has been like a very zero dollar budget one <laughs> and, and so i had to figure out you know how to make the most of what i've got which is people i you know friends family community whatever and one of the things i've learned from you is you have to ask for what you want you have to tell people, <laughs> tell people what, to, what do. to do yeah and so that was that was part of it yesterday is you know i put my my post up on Facebook. And I said, you know, if you'd like to, if you'd really like to support me, I'd love if you shared this post to your people. And I wish, you know, so many people did it. And my sister who I talked to like every single day, she's like, if you hadn't said that, I, there's no way I would have shared it because I don't share things on Facebook. It's so funny because people want to support you and a lot of they do, yeah. more support than we realize, but you have to tell them how to do that. You need exactly. to that's for everybody listening too. It's like, tell them, like, can you share this post? Can you leave a comment? Can you leave a review? Can you exactly share the post? Like, that's a great one, right? Like, yeah. And a lot of people want to help you guys with your business, but they just need direction. Like, and you have to ask exactly. for help. Like, you know, I think it's like, we can't just sit around and expect people to just help us with our business. Like you've got to advocate for yourself. Yeah. They're not gonna, they're not gonna know how to help you. I mean, they're in their own worlds. They're doing their own thing. And yeah. And I love like community building, right. And networking. I think you've built mm -hmm. a really great network and you're a great leader and a great community builder, but you've got to like tap your community sometimes. You do. Like, hey, yeah. like I need a favor from you guys. Like I would really appreciate it. And it would really help the business if you guys can leave a review or you could share this well, or invite it's surprise. Yeah. It's, it surprises me how many people don't talk about whatever it is they're doing with like the people that they're closest to. Yeah, it's and, like our secret, our little secret life. I used to Yeah, and and you really want it to be successful. And it it doesn't work that way necessarily. You really need like a network, like network and community. Networking yeah. is the biggest thing, I think, for online businesses. Mm -hmm. And I think online businesses, a lot of online business owners tend to be bad at it because we want to hide behind our little website and hide behind our blog. The anonymity of, of that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Except. and it keeps us from building the network. We need to be successful. But having a network doesn't do anything if you're too scared to like tap them and say, hey, like I need a yeah. favor. Like, could you guys help me out? Like, you know, well, I, that's, think I mean, with this first book, I knew that the only people that were going to be super excited about it are the people who know me. And yeah. they're going to be willing to either buy it or share it or, you know, and so I had to put myself out there at some point and say, Hey, I'm writing a book. <laughs> yeah. How did that feel when you did that? Were you like, that oh, is so God. stinking scary. I mean, you, you know, like it was last March, maybe, or April. I went to my first writer's conference and I remember this call and that seems yeah. so long ago. That was only like a year ago. I know <laughs> it was, it was actually, yeah, just over a year ago. And I'm like, how can I go to this conference? I'm not a writer, you know? <laughs> Well, this is what I remember. Becky was like going to this 
conference and I don't know how it came up but you were like but everyone else there they're writers and like I'm mm -hmm. not a writer and like all this stuff and I was like you could just call yourself a writer <laughs> like I was like you could just like tell everybody you're an author like there's no like requirement and you were like yeah. what? And I was like I was like go to the conference as an author we did have this whole I would have yeah. this whole trip with you where we, we had the like, whole talk about it yeah like, try on a new identity and you're going to a new place and like try on this new identity of like go as an author and I yeah. just remember you were like my you were like what and I was like you were like I don't yeah. know if I could do that and I was like you totally can you could just say to people that you're an author and you're a writer and no mm -hmm. one is gonna there's no like nobody's gonna coming no. for you. yeah and it was it was pretty amazing because that made a huge difference to me and like, I introduced myself that way and yeah <laughs> and and it's funny though because those those kind of things are the things that trip us up it's the identity piece right yeah. because it's like it's like and this is how it's felt for me a lot too it's like it's like everyone else knows what they're doing or everyone else like they're an author or they're like successful or like when the business started making money I was like oh the, they're all know what they're doing I'm just like right like, yeah like nobody I'm else not. is struggling to figure out what the heck to do yeah yeah, yeah. right <laughs> so we kind of are like oh they're like the authors like they're the one not me though I'm mm -hmm. not but it's like there's something about that identity of being like no I run a multiple six-figure business I know what I'm doing or like no I am a writer like I write I'm a writer like and if I don't know how to do it I'll figure it out yeah. there's something about that identity piece that I think is really foundational and I think it's like when you start seeing yourself that way of like oh I could be a, an author right mm -hmm. or when you start talking to other authors even being like oh like they didn't go to grad school like yeah. they wrote a book like yeah I could write a book and then like oh I'm a writer too like they're a writer I'm a writer and there's something about that I think that lets the ideas come through it and does. it's like we can't even see our own genius because it's like oh that's not for me though. Exactly. We limit ourselves just by the way we're thinking. And yeah, yeah the identity piece I think is really, really, it's a, cute. it's a big one. Yeah. So I want all your book tips. Cause I want to write a book someday. This is, I've been saying this on the internet for an embarrassing amount of time now, probably like seven years. I've been talking about like, well, oh, I'm going to write a book and someday I'm going to, I used to want to get a book deal. That was like my goal. When I started my blog was like, I was going to build this stuff and leverage it into a book deal but now I'm like I don't even want a book deal I'll you, you don't want a book deal no <laughs> you're like double but tell me so tell me we need all your tips Becky because I, so I wrote I wrote down five things that okay good I think yeah, I us, thought how were do we do it me. though it's like okay the identity piece and all that's nice but like how do we do it though a few statistics just because I'm a little bit of a nerd like that yeah 80 percent of people in the United States say that they would like to write a book we that's also a lot of people go to the gym we're all a bunch of fucking liars exactly so 97 <laughs> percent of people who start writing a book never finish i that so doesn't surprise me only three percent of people who started, <laughs> well it gets even better of those three percent only 20 percent actually publish their books oh my god <laughs> so out of every like, thousand people like, that stop, say stop. they want to write a book only six people actually do. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I, I mean, think a lot of people say they want to write a book and they don't really want to write a book. They want yeah. a book done. Like I want a book in my hands. I don't want to yeah. write. I don't actually want to do the writing. But the process is what makes it special. Yeah. Okay. So, sell me on that. Sell me on okay. that. I need you to tell me your thoughts about that. 
because my thoughts about, I'll tell you my thoughts about the process. And, and here's like a great mindset example for you guys. Cause my thoughts about the process are like, it's going to be hard. It's going to take a ton of time. Uh, it's going to maybe potentially have no ROI and be a waste of time. And it's created the result of me not having a book. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts about the process? My you thought obviously is, have better thoughts about the process than me. <laughs> I am part of that 0.6% that did the thing. Yeah. And that's pretty freaking awesome. That's pretty, pretty awesome. It I was agree. hard. I think it's and it was deal. long and it was expensive. But now I have this that Forever. is gonna bring me money, hopefully continually. I mean, I'll have to market it, but um it's done. You have a product you can sell now forever. Yeah. You built an asset like for your brand. That's exactly your... right. Yeah, I think that's, that's exactly really right. So, so tip number one: start. Okay. Start. <laughs> yeah, just way. start it. Those statistics you can see that. Okay, some people start, but then they don't finish. Start with with what you know. If you're doing a nonfiction, I would say pick your topic and write down the things that you know you want to talk about. Yeah. And that's basically your book outline. It's pretty easy. If you're doing a fiction book, it depends on your genre and the tropes and all of that kind of thing. But there's still there's still a format to it. So just write down what you know and then go back and figure out the format if you know if you're doing fiction. So but don't get hung up on that. And don't get this is number two. Your first draft is going to be crappy. It's supposed to be. And yeah, say that it's, again. Say it's that a again. brain dump, you know, yeah. when you brain dump, it's not the finished product. If you're making anything, the first time you dump things out of your head, it's just your thoughts and it takes time to mold them and pretty them up and, you know, throw them in Canva maybe or whatever, but it's supposed to be crappy the first That's time really around. That's a really good thought for like a lot of things in business. It, it I is. talked about this earlier. I was at a summit earlier talking about people. I was, it was at a personal brand summit and I was talking about like anxiety and like fear, fear of visibility and like being seen online. And so many people want to start doing social media and they just, they want to be good. Right. And that thoughts, it feels so useful to us and good. It feels like such a good thought. It's like, oh, I yeah. want my content to be really good. But like <laughs> that thought we all know creates the result of us not doing, not doing thing, it. Yeah. Right. So it's like, oh, I want my book to be really good. My first draft to be really good. It's like, oh, that seems like, you know, such a beautiful little lovely thought but it creates the result of us never writing the draft or never exactly anything. exactly so it's like I love the thought of like it's supposed to be crappy <laughs> it's supposed to be yeah yeah because you have and... a lot higher chance of getting it done if you think it's supposed to be crappy versus if you think like oh mm -hmm. I really want this to be really good I yeah it's like you're you know post a post a hundred crappy TikToks or whatever the, the challenge that you give us and yeah, I'm like, it's the same thing. A hundred bad, bad videos. Everybody's <laughs> like, I kind of want to make them good though. I'm like, no, they have no, to be bad. Just, They're supposed to yeah, be bad. Yeah, so write 20 <laughs> crappy chapters. 20 crappy <laughs> chapters. There you go. It's the book writing challenge. That's right. That's a, that's the, the advice you never thought somebody'd say. But if you're willing to write 20 crappy chapters, your chances of having a outline and a first draft done are much higher than well, if you're you've got to something to work really with good. now. Yeah. Yeah, what we do. And so number three, join a writing group. There's all kinds of groups locally. Find one that you feel like you fit in and learn from them. 
And that was one of the things that I did very early on. And somehow I'm now the vice president of it, but <laughs> how do you sure how that happened? But so is it just like you guys meet and you like critique each other's work and you write the one that I'm in and there's, I think there's different types, but the one that I'm in, we do workshops every week and we bring in people to learn from my job as the vice president is to set up the programming. And so I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And so we're learning about what Becky needs this year. And so... (laughs) That's well, pretty awesome. Other people also need to, I'm sure. So well, for sure. Well, <laughs> you talk about a lot about people need to find you, pe- people need to get to know you, and people need to buy from you. And it's a similar thing. When I first started this, I started looking at it in that framework. And there's the three things that I came up with. You need to write the book and you need to write a good book. So there's a lot of craft stuff that you need to learn. And you yeah. just have to learn it. I mean, it's doing it is the thing that teaches you. Um, And then you need to have some sort of community, both your writing community, but also your people who are going to buy it, that community. So that's important to foster relationships and figure out who your people are. And the third one is selling. You got to sell it. If it's a business, you got to sell your books. And um, I, another statistic that I read somewhere is that a huge chunk of people never make more than a hundred dollars with their book and most people well marketing as you know is like a whole separate skill so it's it's a whole different skill and writing the book and having the skill and like craft of like being a great writer does not mean that you know how to do and most writers don't want to market but in today's world even if you get a contract with a publisher you're still going to market your book yourself. They're not going to do it. They don't put any budget into you. And so you still have to know how. Marketing is a good skill to have. It just is. I'm like, that's what I'm always It is. About. I'm like, yeah. it takes, it's hard to learn and it, it, it's difficult. It takes a lot of failure and a lot of struggle and a lot for most of us. <clears> right. But it's yeah. like, we live in capitalism, like knowing how to sell things is a good skill to have in your pocket. Like yeah. You just never and know it, what's going to happen. And then if you want to write a book or you want to do a different business, or you want to do whatever, at least you have that skill of like, I understand exactly. how to take something and get it in front of people and pitch it and sell it. Like, yeah, that's a great, it's just a great it's, lifelong it's skill. It's a skill. To, it, it is. Yeah. So number four, being willing to be uncomfortable and live outside your comfort zone. Cause like everything for the past year and a half has been well outside my comfort zone. <laughs> and you have to, you have to get comfortable with that. And it's, this um, is the part of like the journey. I think a lot of people don't talk about in our culture, especially is like people do this. People do this with my business. Sometimes like they see like my business and they're like, Oh, I want like, she only works like a little, a couple hours a week. And like, she has all this stuff and like, she's making this money and this stuff. And I'm like, but you like, you don't want to do the seven years of like shit that I did to get here. Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah, I have hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of teaching, of podcasts, of the website I I sold had like 500 articles on it I had written. Like, yeah. it's like, you want like this little in piece, 
but like you only get to have that with like all of this other stuff that's required right and so people see the book and they're like oh I want like she's getting to go online like talk about her book and like that looks cool and they're like well you didn't see like all of the other (laughs) part (laughs) the last 16 months of sitting in my writing cave and yeah it's not like you just like woke up and they handed you a book in your hands it's like it's like I'm sure you were like rewriting those drafts at times being like what am I even doing right yeah like what even is this like what have I exactly does this even make sense yeah yeah so yeah getting comfortable with being uncomfortable what was the most uncomfortable part for you do you think in the whole thing talking about it with people that I know and like at church yeah I'm writing a book <laughs> that's so interesting so it was like like kind of embarrassing or cringy or you were just well scared and like just feeling like like I'm putting like my I think you know I don't know like we always talk about our business babies right in the mastermind mm-hmm. little baby businesses and I feel like sometimes we just want to keep them right protected yeah and romance there's a stigma that goes with romance and like oh Becky and her romance novels yeah and even though it's the number one selling you know category out there people still look down on it and so that was hard to listen people in church need something to gossip about you know what I mean I've had a lot of those little ladies buy so I'm grateful I bring it back oh my gosh my mom you know my mom is retired she loved that she loves a romance novel um, and they want to support me which it's is so one sweet, of the things right? that of course it's I so have cool. to remember you know people want to support you and you have to let them but you have to tell them about it in order for them to be able to support you so yeah I really think yeah. you get like you know you get the amount of support that you're willing to advocate for mm-hmm. for yourself like I think for any of us to go around expecting people to just like come to us and be like how can I like share your can quotes I or like you? what yeah. how can I support you like you know everybody's just busy everybody's got their own human suffering having their own human experience and it's like we're just like busy yeah and right? it's the and same so thing of are- telling people what what you need from them and and being okay with doing that yeah yeah and just asking for help yeah so number five that I have written down is figure out which statistics are actually important versus the vanities oh tell me more about that I knew that I needed to do like a really cheap promotion because I've spent so much money on the book that there's nothing left for promoting it and since I only have one book out there's like nothing to send them to when they're done here. And so I didn't want to put a huge budget here. But anyway, I'm looking at, you know, okay, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and, you know, all these things. And none of those actually do any work for me. And so, but instead, if somebody follows me on Amazon, when my book comes out, Amazon emails them and says, hey, this author that you follow has a book out. And so I've been pushing people, hey, if you want to help me, go follow me on Amazon. Yeah, that's really good. Well, you can put that yeah. in your email footer and stuff too, right? Exactly. So like mine, it'll be like, oh, follow the podcast or follow exactly. Instagram. And, but for you, and the same like, thing on Amazon. Goodreads. If people follow you on Goodreads or if, and, or if they put your book on their to read list or shelf, I think they call them, Goodreads will email them when your book comes out. And so I'm like, well, if I can get as many people as possible on those lists, 
I don't have to do any work for them. Amazon will do it. And so I've been spending much more time doing that kind of stuff and building my Facebook group for my author group and my email list, of course. Um, You know, that's still the number one thing. It doesn't matter which market you're in, your email list is still the number one thing. Yeah, absolutely. I just, yeah, I definitely believe in that 100% still. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of things that have changed since I've been online. Like I'm like, and I feel like I changed my mind about, there's a lot of things I've been changing my mind about recently and the, you know, the space is changing every other, but the one thing that has been consistent in my time online is like the email list is really yeah, it's the best way to secure your income because any of these platforms can boot you at any time. And if you and don't have an email list, like you will be left with nothing. Amazon like, has been booting people and you like you can yeah. get booted from anything. Like really, you right? can get booted from anything. And if Amazon doesn't like something, they can shut you down without even telling you why. Any of these and platforms, like you're they're screwed. All if that's your whole thing. So you need, you need the email list of who your people are and you need to talk to them. And I am so shocked at how many authors look at it as, well, I don't want to bother them. I don't want to bother these people who took the time to sign up for my email list. You know, I don't want to bother them. And yeah, so they really only know. email people if they've, got a, if they've got something to sell them. And it's like, but they want to get to know you. That's when I sign up for an email for an author, I want to get to know them. I don't, or they'll forget, right? So I'll do this all the time. Like I'll get excited about something and I'll go like, if I find somebody I like, I'll stalk them and I'll like follow them on all the things mm-hmm. and like follow them everywhere. Way. Yeah. 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 And, and if they're not regularly sending emails, it's like, I'll get an email from them in a you month and I'll be like, who the heck is this? Why are they sending me an email? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't even remember this person or like what they're about mm-hmm. or anything. And so I'm just someone that needs a lot of emails from you or I'm not going to remember you. Exactly. Like my brain yeah. is short. My memory sucks. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I need to see your stuff a whole bunch or I won't know who you are. Well, in 10 minutes. that right there, people need, you know, you know that people need to see your stuff. It's somewhere oh. between seven and 25 times, depending on who you listen to. And if you're only emailing them when your book comes out, yeah. And like get them excited for the book and share about yeah. writing the book. And like, people are interested in like that kinds of stuff. Yeah. Like people love like being part of the behind the scenes and yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. there's a lot of opportunity for that kinds of stuff that the, the book industry is interesting because it's kind of been slow to adapt, I mm-hmm. think in a lot of ways. Um, but I think it will be shifting. Like massively. I think so too. And Amazon's struggling right now with um, there's a lot of book pirates out there right now. And they don't quite know how to handle it. Oh, people are like just taking people's whole books and Mm re-uploading them. Yeah, I could see that. So, and and then if you're in Kindle Unlimited, you're not allowed to have the digital book anywhere else. And so if they find it pirated somewhere else, they shut you down. And it's like, (laughs) obviously that's not me. I'm not, you know, so yeah, it's it's a curious thing, so. Those are just things to be aware of though, when you're building this, like you don't want all your eggs in one basket really ever. And if they are, they want, you want to own it. So put it in your email list. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Email list is the only thing that you own that like nobody can take that from you. Whereas like your Facebook group, your Instagram, your TikTok, your Amazon account, like any of that stuff, they, you don't own that and it can be taken from you. And I know people talk about that all the time, but I've seen it happen. It's not Mm -hmm. like just some 
mythical like it happens all the time it happens all the time yeah we had it happen to someone in the mastermind her like Facebook got shut down somebody hacked her Facebook and posted a bunch of inappropriate stuff and then her whole account got suspended and it's like you know her like group for her business for her courses in there and like all the the stuff she had for her business is in there and she was able to eventually get it back but it's like this is real stuff that like does happen you're going to operate in this space as a business owner and it's going to be your income that you rely on the email list is like really, 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 really important. It, yeah, there's a lot of talk, a lot of authors, their whole marketing plan is like TikTok. And it's great when it works, you know, and if you enjoy that, but again, they can shut you down. And then if that's your whole revenue stream, now what? So yeah, it's so. good for people getting started though. I don't want you guys to like be too freaked out about that because it is good, like. I mean, I think TikTok, especially right now, like the reach on there is still, it's still mm-hmm. fairly viral on there. And so the potential of like having your video seen by people for free, that's just not an opportunity you guys are going to have forever. Right. Like people have a real window right now where you could build a platform, you could go viral and not spend any money building that platform. Right. But these platforms are extremely valuable. This is why you guys are, you're seeing more and more brands like go to social media and people like, like The Rock just like sold his like tequila company last year for like billions of dollars completely marketed off of his Instagram account. Wow. Like he just built it and like marketed himself and did his advertising on his account. Right. And sold that company. And so these, the social media accounts are huge assets for brands and for making money. Like it's literally like, I look at it, like I'm starting to think about investing in like real estate, Matt and I are like buying Airbnb property and stuff in state. Uh-huh. We're looking at some places in North Carolina but I think I think in the next few years, people are going to be investing in social media accounts the way they do in real estate, where it's like, and, and I'm thinking about doing it too, where it's like, what would it be like if we hired camera people and people to produce content? And I put this money into building these accounts up and building these social media, right. thinking that the, With rate the idea return, to sell it. Yeah, the rate of return will be so much higher because we can either leverage it to make a brand or make it sell something else. But I think it'll literally be like social media accounts will be like financial assets to people the same way like your real estate portfolio is like an asset that creates right. money for you. Mm-hmm. And so, That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I see a lot of stuff's changing in the space, but like I said, the email is always number one. So it is, it is. What so. uh, what other lessons you have to share with us for the people that are like thinking about writing a book, but not doing it. You're like, okay, just start. But you know what the next question is going to be. You know what they're going to say next. I, you know, I do. <laughs> they're going to be like, I don't know how to start though. What do I do? Well, so if again, I'm if you're, start, what do I do? Well, you have some sort of an idea. Otherwise you wouldn't even be thinking about writing a book. So write it all down. And there are books about writing. So whether you're nonfiction or fiction, there's books out there to help you. There are courses out there to help you. There's so there much are resources, right? Like think YouTube, TikToks, all Touch kinds of information. <laughs> so learn. You're going to have to learn. And you can't sidestep that and have a good product. You have to go through those steps, but get the ideas out of your head. Know what your purpose is of writing the book and then figure out what people want. So if you're writing a nonfiction book, you're helping people, you're gonna be helping someone. And so 
you've got some sort of an outline. You may or may not have a course that's attached to it, you know, that kind of thing, or a Facebook group. But how are you going to help them? And then that's part of your marketing. But you have to, it has to make sense and, you know, share stories in there about how it's worked for you or whatever. It needs to be engaging to, for just people like really to read just it. Get that outline out and then yeah. just look at it, right? Yeah. Better and better at writing it. And the doing is what makes you better, not the thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the thinking about doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thinking about doing is so tricky because it makes us feel like we're working so hard. Mm-hmm. And the people I coach that will come on that are like burnout, they're always just like, I'm working so hard and it's just, I'm just doing all this stuff. But then when I ask them like what they're actually outputting, like what are they actually doing every yeah. week? Like what are the the actual okay, like okay, what are the actual results you're creating every week? it's always very little, like what they're spending all their time doing is like thinking about what they could be doing or thinking about how to do things or thinking about maybe I should do this, or maybe I should do that. Or should I do it mm-hmm. this way? They're thinking a lot, but they're actually like, when you, when you actually, actually audit, like, what are you actually outputting? Yeah. It's usually like very minimal. Yeah. And it's so tricky because it makes you feel like, oh, I'm working really hard. I'm so exhausted. And I'm like really working hard and struggling here. And it's like, well, you're sending like one email a week. How long does that take you? And you're doing yeah. like a couple of Instagram stories, but it's like, well, what are you spending all your time doing? Like what's so exhausting about all this, but it's the way you think about <laughs> yeah. it, right? Yeah. So yeah. the top, let's see, I think it is five or six reasons that people don't write a book or don't finish a book or, you know, feel like they've failed with this procrastination, which I'm a big procrastinator. And the thing that has helped. Are hmm? we not all procrastinators? I think, I think so. Yeah. I think it's a human thing. I'm just going to leave that because I procrastinate everything. (laughs) It's I'm, I'm very good at it. (laughs) My brain's always like, we're very tired. That's its favorite (laughs) one lately. It's like, oh, we've been working really hard. We're really tired. And I have to be like, what does that mean? That's so funny. Just be like, we've been working really hard. I've been working really hard. We can't possibly <laughs> do this like two things we need to do right now. We've been working. That would very probably hard. take like a half an hour and then you're done. But yeah. And I'm like, what does think that about? Mean? I, I'll sit and think about it for two hours. Why I shouldn't do it. Yeah. For me, if I do writing sprints, which is kind of the Pomodoro method. So it's um, like 25, you do like 25 minutes and then like a break. Yeah. And so that was one of the things I started in the writing group. I'm like, I need sprints. So we're going to start doing sprints. (laughs) So I do. um, I think those focus blocks really help. Like they do for me with my ADHD brain. I'm like, I'm like, even if I'm really, really tired and I've been working really hard, it's like, I can still sit here and focus for 25 minutes. Usually I'm usually not actually too tired to do that. (laughs) And I'll do usually a thing. Exactly. I'll do an hour and a half of them. And you, I have to have somebody with me, but um, I'll do an hour and a half of them. And I know if I get no other writing done during the day, I'll get that hour and a half in. Yeah. And that's, like, is that how you wrote most of the book? Just doing like those hour and a half blocks? Yeah. And in November, there's an event called NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. And it's like thousands of people and you clock your words each day. And um, it's just a big support community and that's fun to be part of. And so I did, um, I wrote book number two. I wrote my whole draft in November of last year. That's awesome. With NaNoWriMo. If you need that extra support 
it's out there. Sometimes you have to create it, but it is out there. Figure out. You think having the community is like vital for. I think it is. And writing is a very solitary thing. And a lot of people kind of get hung up on that because I'm a very social person. I like people. And even if we're sitting on a, on a computer screen, not talking for 30 minutes or whatever, it helps me still know when somebody else is there co-working because we started doing co-working in the mastermind people were like wanting co-working and I'm just like I'm sometimes I'm like why do you guys want co-working like I don't really get it and then I was like okay we'll do co-working and so I started hosting co-working and now Melissa does it but I used to host all of them in there and I would be like shocked at what I would get done in an hour exactly exactly I would make make everybody turn their phone off and of course I'm in charge so I like have to do it right I can't be sitting there (laughs) exactly I'm like I'm like everybody has to turn their phone off everybody take your phone and like show me you're turning it off and like yell at everybody and I'm like I'm like okay we're gonna put we put 25 minutes up and then we would screw around for five minutes talking and then we would do 25 more minutes and I was like blown away at how much more I got done just yeah. knowing they were there and we all had our cameras on it's weird mm-hmm. but it's like in your brain it's like yeah it takes less effort to do the work because you when you're accountable well, to other people, you're accountable to others even if they're not paying attention to what you're doing yeah so and, like I don't have to you're create, part of a community and yeah I don't have to create that motivation to like sit right. there and do it because they're kind of doing it for me like by exactly me. so yeah. it just really that's a big work. one it yeah. doesn't seem like it would work, but I was like, always, I was like, oh, this is like so effective. It's, it is completely <laughs> effective. Yeah. So reason number two, people don't um, finish their books is trying to be too perfect. And that goes back to the second thing I said, your first draft is supposed to be crappy. And yeah, they're trying to write a good book. Their first, yeah. thing, it's, like, it's your first draft of your first book. Like this there's, there's going to be, you know, depending on how you write, there's going to be potentially 10 more drafts of it. So it's like the first draft just needs to be done. Like that. Yeah, it just needs, you just need to get it done and get the story out of your head so that you know what you're working. This is where the mindset stuff like really goes for people, right? Because if you're thinking like that thought, like just need to get the first draft done versus someone who's like, I really want it to be really good. Right. And like, we all, we like, we create like a pressure cooker. We talk about that. Absolutely. And we're like, oh, it has to be really good. And it's like my book baby. And it's like this huge special thing. And it's like, no, it's just your first draft. <laughs> it's not exactly. supposed to be good. It's not supposed to be. Garbage yeah. draft. <laughs> yeah. And that's all it is. Yeah. Um, number three, waiting for the perfect time to write a book. There isn't one. Yeah, that's like, I'm guilty. I feel like I'm having guilty. kids. There isn't the perfect time for these things. You just do it and you figure it out. So now I have to write a book and have kids, Becky. <laughs> I don't, you don't have to have kids, but you do have to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's you know a lot of authors have a full-time job and they figure out how to work it in you know they you know it's you did your business a with a full-time time. job for a long time you know how to fit it in. you know how to fit yeah, things in just, so I just need to make the decision to do it if I make the decision yeah. to do it, I'll do it but it's like it's I think for a lot of people the book writing thing is like it's like this idea of like oh I want to write a book but you never actually make the decision or commitment to like mm-hmm. sit down and actually. Well, and it feels, I mean, I felt very unqualified to do it because I have zero background in it. And of course you don't, nobody does until they do. So Yeah. Well, and like you're yeah. saying, you like learn how to do it by going through the process. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. So to kind of get that first one done to know how to do it. Um, number four, writer's block. A lot of people, I think because of the stress, maybe. They just don't let ideas flow. One of the things I remember, one of the big things that I learned from you was um, 
one day, I think you just kind of offhand were talking about how every morning you wake up and you just write down ideas. I forget what the number was, but you know, a hundred ideas. Yeah. Even if 99 of them are crappy, just write them down. And then your brain gets used to coming up with ideas. Yeah. And I started doing that and it's like, you know, thank you. Thank you for all these lovely ideas. Yeah. Just being receptive. What I used to do and what I see a lot of clients do is like, it's like, your brain will bring you an idea and you're like, that's stupid. I can't do exactly. it like this or that works for her, but it's not going to work for me. And it's like, all, it's like your brain is not going to keep taking the energy to bring you ideas. Right. Do that. It just won't. It, it, right? That's and exactly so, right. Yeah. To me, I was like always fascinated with this idea. I told Matt, Matt and I just bought a new truck because he was in a car accident, but which was actually mm-hmm. ended up being really fun because he got a new, we got to get like a new nice car, which I don't think both of us are kind of cheap. I don't think we would have actually like, it's yeah. not a new car. It's like a new to us car. Okay. Like, okay. Like a 2012, like Corolla. And it, we got like a 2020, like a really nice. Mm. Yeah. And so it's like super nice. Um, Something of this millennium is pretty amazing. And I told him we were like <laughs> driving it the other day and I, we split it. So I paid for half of it and he paid for half of it. And I was like, I created half of this with my brain. <laughs> I was like, I was like, my business paid for half of this car and everything in my business came from my brain. I was like all of the, half of the money for this truck, you know, 25,000 or whatever, half of it ended up being like, came from my brain, like came from my brain. And that's just, that idea has always fascinated me that I could make money thinking about thoughts, sharing them with other people, like making them more valuable. And like making my brain valuable enough to make money. Like that's always yeah. been so interesting to me this whole time. Isn't that amazing? So yeah. really was like into this whole thing about like, I want to train my brain to bring me lots of ideas because mm-hmm. I was always aware, like that's what is going to make me money is like, I have to have the million dollar ideas. I have to have right. like the ability to innovate and like, think about things differently um, and to be like a thought leader. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to do that unless I can generate a lot of ideas and so yeah that's still a practice of, of mine yeah. and we do that in the mastermind we do the notion board now and they have a whole board that's like a million dollar ideas where you just like do I love that yeah collect all your ideas and you can categorize them and like I get story ideas all the time whether I ever write them or not I it, I don't even care but I put them in um I put them in a Google doc. I think writing them is like a way of like honoring your brain and like Mm -hmm. honoring that it is almost like a spiritual practice, I think. And I don't know if you feel like that, but I feel like that with certain ideas where they come down, like they come down to you and it, I've heard other people talk about this too, but it's like, that didn't come from my brain. Like, where did that come from? this, This is an idea that like existed outside of me. Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in like big magic. Yes. And that's yes. the first time anybody had ever articulated it where I was like, oh my God, that is exactly yes. what happened. I love they, that. Like they literally come to you and like try to partner with you. And they'll you. see how receptive you are. And if you're not able to deal with it at the moment, yeah, and there's like the idea the will go somewhere else. Ideas. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Part I think that that's such an amazing idea. I love that. Yeah. 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 Number five, no target market. Like any business, you need to do your research. Unless this is a passion project that you just want to write a story and it doesn't matter that anybody writes it, you know, reads it. If you want to make a business of it, you have to have people who want the book that you're writing. And it's, you know, there's keywords, there's categories, you have to do your research. And, you know, for me writing romance, there's tropes and 
people like tropes and there's certain ones that are more popular than others and knowing that is really important so I think too, like having a business, it's really important to have the, to make the decision that they want a business. So what I see a yeah. lot of women do is they will want to have a book or they want to do crafting or they want to do self-help or they want to do whatever. And then they're kind of like, well, it would be nice if it like makes money. And right. they think like, they're just going to like put their stuff out. And then they're like, well, if it makes money, like that would be nice, but it's like, going to be magically a business. Yeah. And I'm like, no, like, that's not how you make a business. Like you have to decide that you're going to be a business owner and do the work to become a business owner owner. And part of that is the marketing, like what you're talking think about. Think like a business person. Yeah. The positioning of like, who's going to buy this and how are we going to get it in front of them? And how are we going to market it? And if you're not going to do that work, you're just not going to have a business. Like I think that happens to very, very few people where they don't yeah. have the intentionality and the decision of like, I'm going to be a business owner and make money at this. Like the people that you guys see being successful are very intentional. They're not just like putting out stuff and being like, well, maybe if it makes money someday, that'll be yeah. Nice. And that's people making money with that attitude. The authors that are successful, either they're like Stephen King or Nora Roberts, or they're super intentional with how they write their books. And yeah, as so an they're building indie like author niches for themselves, right? They're building yeah. like little audiences in these little and you can't write something and hope you know, something that nobody's asking for and hope that you're going to get a whole bunch of people that want to read something that they have zero desire to read. So, yeah. Yeah. Are you seeing, are you seeing that in that book space, like in the fiction space where it's like niching down, like how we talk about niching down in business? Is that kind of- We call it um, writing the market and it's knowing what markets are hot, which markets are not, and which ones are saturated, which ones are available to. So there's you know, a lot like, of market research. You guys yeah, find like yeah. gaps in the market and like, mm-hmm. you're like I'm going to slide into this little spot. Exactly. Exactly. Wanting more stuff about this. And it, yeah, there's so many. Something kind of specific, right? It's usually probably pretty, I would imagine like a pretty niche specific thing people are looking right. for about like traveling, like travel romance. What is yours? Well, like mine is, um, Contemporary sweet romance, slow burn sweet romance. I couldn't see writing sex, so <laughs> so I didn't. You never know. Maybe the next one. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. But this one's gonna be sweet. So, but you can tell, you know. And if you if you are writing a sweet romance, you're not gonna put some hot guy with no shirt on the cover because my mom loves those. She's there's expectations love. that come with that, though. You know, I mean. Yeah this gives you different expectations than you know the the abs on the cover so we're gonna see we never know we might see your next one it might have a big hunk on the cover exactly <laughs> i'll be like i guess becky's pivoting fire hose over his <laughs> over his shoulder you know the... <laughs> there are a lot of cliches in that market i think it's funny and they're well, there for a reason so because people like to read them <laughs> What was that experience like? What was like your most memorable experience of the whole thing? Was it like getting the book for the first time and seeing the hard copy or like seeing it go up on Amazon or like where, what were the, what was like your favorite moment? The first time that I, I ordered some proof copies and it was so that I could make sure that it was written, you know, that we caught all the mistakes and opening up that box and seeing books, you know, seeing a book that has my name on it, everything that I 
I, I mean, can I imagine that's it's paid so somebody surreal. to do this, but... especially when you wrote the whole thing. Like, yeah, wrote... and it was, you know, all of this came out of my head, you know? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You're like, I made this. I love and that. Seeing it. And, and then I put a video out of unboxing it and seeing the support from so many people in so many different pieces of my life. It was really overwhelming because you know, there's people from like high school that I don't think I've talked to in, you know, 40 years that they're out there watching apparently. And, you know, people from church, people from your group, people from my group, people, you know, all these people from all these different pieces of my life were supporting me. And it was, it was overwhelming. Oh my gosh. I love that. It was to have, I'm so glad you got to have that. It was so amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, I still feel that and it's, uh, yeah, it was really, really cool. And that, that made me feel like I was doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And because it's, it's hard, but it's not a struggle. I'm not fighting against the path I'm supposed to be on, I guess, you know? So it feels very aligned. So what's the plan now? So you have this one's out. So I have, this one is out. Say again. There's a second one. You said you wrote a second one or you're writing a second one. So um, I have, it's going to be a three book series and there's also a prequel to it. So in this, in this book, the main character, Grace, her mom has just passed away, but before she died, she left her a message to find Dolly and her mom lived in Nashville. So the assumption is that she's supposed to find Dolly Parton. And so she's going around Nashville and Tennessee trying to figure out what she's supposed to, is she actually supposed to find Dolly? Is she supposed to learn from Dolly? So it's her mission to figure that out. And so the prequel is her mom, her mom's story. Okay. So that one's shorter. And then um, in this one, there's three friends. And so each friend is going to get their own book. And that's um, cool. So there's like a little spinoff. Yeah, so book two is her best friend, Brina, and Brina gets herself into a fake dating situation. And, you know, you know, okay, will so they or won't they fall in love? <laughs> tune in to find out. So exactly. that's the second book. So that's number you're gonna two. Write, you're going to write the whole thing. That, that one is all drafted. So I need to go through and um, edit it a bunch. That will be the next one. Yeah. And then book three is their other friend, Jillian, her story, and she's a cop and she's going to get fired. So it's going to be her story of how she kind of picks herself up again and figures out what she wants to do. So it's like books on, you've got like books on books on books. This is just like the beginning. I feel like. Oh, I already have the next (laughs) series figured out and it's five. Oh my God. (laughs) You're like, I've got ideas coming. Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, it's dangerous when you start letting your brain out, you know, letting all the ideas come in. It's like, it's set in Italy, though. So now I have to go to Italy. Oh, <laughs> so, oh no. I'm trying to convince my husband of that one right now. So like, it's research. It's business expense. I mean, I realize we have to pay for it, but we can write it off. So. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's something. I mean, I'd rather spend my money on going to Italy than paying taxes. So. Right. So. <laughs> So we'll see where that goes. I'm curious because you said you said a couple times like that you spent like you invested money to like mm-hmm. get the book created. Absolutely. Are you to talk about that. Like what were those? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
for that. Yeah, the, the first thing that I spent money on was a developmental editor. So I got my rough draft done and kind of went through it one time and I had no idea where to go with it. And so I paid to have somebody do a developmental and that was just the overarching storyline. Did it make sense? Yeah. And where to spend my time. And so I got her notes back and went through it several more times and then sent it out to develop our two beta readers okay. and each of the beta readers. And that was free. So the only thing that I paid oh, for was nice. the developmental editor so far. And so I got my information back from the, from the beta readers, put all of that together, which ones I wanted to, you know, which changes I wanted to make or not. And then it went to a line editor. And the line editor is expensive because they go through every line. And that one was about a um, little over $1,000 okay. for her to do it. And so she goes through it, sends me her recommended changes. I either say yes or no to all of them. She goes back through it, makes whatever changes I say yes to. If there's any others she recommends, she'll let me know. And then, um, and then it's done on the writing part. And so that's about 1500 there. And then I paid for the cover. Um, I knew what I wanted because I had done my research and I looked at for Sweet Romance, what did the covers look like? And I wanted something that was fun and flirty because that's, that's kind of how the book is. And so yeah. I wanted it to reflect that. And so I went to a cover artist and I gave her my thoughts and my ideas and the colors I wanted. And she put it all together, gave me several, you know, potentials and we worked it down to this one. And because I knew I was going to have four books that are the same series, I went ahead and bought them all at that time. So that was expensive. And so a book cover, this was 150 bucks for each of the book covers. Do you think having your other business, like with the the blog and the book club, do you think like that helped you see like like you were able to make those investments? Yeah, those like business decisions or yeah, definitely. And think, I went like, into this as it being a business. I I noticed several authors they don't have the business side, and we had we were in a meeting of our writers group last year, and they went around the room and there was one person in the room of maybe 20 authors who was profitable. And I'm like, who that's not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be profitable. <laughs> yeah. But you, this you, is a business. You have like an advantage. I feel like because you mm -hmm. did the blog and like we did, we marketed your book club for a whole yeah. year, I think. Right. When yeah. you were working with me and like all yeah. those skills, this is what I always tell people. It's like, even if it's like, you don't do the book club forever. It's like the skills that you get from exactly. building the book club and launching the book club and selling and pitching it, all those pitches, all those emails you wrote, yep. like all of that stuff is all experience that you get to take with you into your next right. business. So you don't start your next business at zero. From scratch. Like you, yeah, you get to exactly. Take the stuff from the Harry Potter blog. And we get to take the stuff from the book club and all of the stuff you've done before. And it's like, now you have like a good little chunk of marketing experience, right? Yeah. Whereas most people don't like, they're just like totally, I would imagine if you're writing a book and you've never had a business, you're just totally like. Exactly. And I'm, I'm used to having an email list and writing to them every week. I'm yeah. used to being on Facebook and doing Facebook lives and, you know, and that has all become normal. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think all that experience, like, you know, people get so worried about not wanting to waste time and wanting to pick the right business idea and wanting to get everything right. And I'm like, you just need the experience. The experience is really what's valuable. It's not really about getting everything right. It's like getting that experience. And then if you Mm want to write a book or you want to do whatever you want to do, you want to have a line of Mm -hmm. physical products. I have a friend that's like launching a line of like journals and stuff like, but she knows how to market. So she's like ran online businesses and had a blog and like done all this stuff. And so it's really cool to see you like leveraging those skills in that way. You're my first published author student. So I was like, (laughs) pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty cool to be on the other side of it, even if it's just a day on the other side of it. (laughs) Well, yeah, but it's something you've been like picturing and like wanting for a long time. And it's like, oh shit, I'm here. (laughs) Well, it's, that was part of why I was willing to pay for all four covers because I could picture them and I wanted to be able to see them and know that these are basically already done. Even if I haven't written it, you know, it's done. It's going to happen and we're going to knock this series out and they're coming out and like, it's all happening. Yeah. And so by the end of this year, there'll be four books out there with my name on it. And I think a lot of people probably are very hesitant to spend, I would imagine, like if you've never wrote a book before and you've never done marketing, you've never had a business, I would imagine people are very hesitant to spend money on editing. It's hard. Yeah. Covers and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just really hard for people to think about it like a business and like the reality is like businesses are not free to start I don't know any businesses that are you know free it's like you still got to get at least a website or an email Mm -hmm. or something at least right and if you happen to have you know skills to graphic artist skills as long as you're looking at what what the market is doing you can probably create something that is in line with the market but so many especially, you know, self-published authors, so many of them, their covers look self-published. Yeah, and, I agree with that. There's some janky looking yeah. stuff on Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> you want to look at some like yeah. janky and that's, stuff. I went like, into a bookstore to ask if I could do a book signing and I had my book with me. And so I handed it to him. He's like, is this self-published? I was like, it is. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you're like really good. And that yeah, made me feel like, so good. Yeah, I know like, I don't want it to look books. self-published. <laughs> so I was like, okay, that right there's worth at least most of the money. So <laughs> well, like the cover is like really valuable because that's what people see. That's like that's the what people see. Marketing. Yeah. Like they don't know if the book is good or not when they buy it, right? All they really mm-hmm. know is like what the sample on the yeah, back you the see, cover. You're attracted by the cover and then you read the back and that's what's selling people yeah yeah and if you're on amazon putting your book in the right categories and using the right keywords so that you're getting the right people it's huge i mean yeah. it's all the so stuff that i had to figure out when, when i was doing a blog you know yeah all and the like old keyword keyword research on amazon yeah that was <laughs> all that nerdy stuff that i figured out how to do so it's all coming in handy <laughs> I love that. Well, can you put your website and stuff in the chat when we're done? So they can I will. find it, where to find you. I will. And we'll put, I posted the book, but post your website and stuff so people can get on your email list. And you guys do me that. a favor. Becky's the best and please support her and just leave a review and just do it as a favor to me. Please. It's on Kendall Unlimited. So if you like sweet romance and you, if you like Dolly yeah, Parton, share which, the book I mean, who doesn't? I love it. I love seeing like women just bring stuff to life and like yeah really like had an idea and executed it and saw it all the way through and I think 
it's just like it's really cool to see like the physical copy of it of like it, yeah that's that was pretty amazing and that made the heart stop a little bit <laughs> I know like you had an idea and you saw it all the way through and like that is hard for us as humans it's like I don't know so I'm just very excited for you and thank I you can't wait for the rest of the series like congratulations thank you. and yeah if if you if you do read the book I'd love a review yeah if you like it if you don't like it send me an email and tell me why <laughs> I'd rather have that than have so It'll yeah. be like your good deed of the day. Leave Becky a nice review. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell them what to do on your behalf. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your tips with us. I hope it yes. like, inspires some people to get started. I know there's some people in the mastermind that have been wanting, talking about writing books. Maybe we need to do something. I hope they do. Yeah. So I hope maybe. they do. Maybe if you need too. someone to... Help with uh, doing writing sprints. I know how to do those. So. We'll have a whole <laughs> becoming boss mastermind, like published author. There like, you go. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> For you guys. No, wait, I think I can stop live stream. For you guys. Bye, you guys. Go follow Becky's stuff. And I'll talk to you guys soon.